Hey guys, you are tuning into The Western. The Western is all about adding value to the people of the Western suburbs and we hope to inspire and encourage you guys through the stories we share so that you can live your lives to the fullest and regardless of all the setbacks we face in life, we believe that you guys deserve to live life to the fullest and be nothing but the best. So follow us on Instagram at the.western or our Facebook page for more details about upcoming episodes and events. So I can't believe we're on to episode six already. And today our special guest is an inspiring and empowering woman who is one of the best female DJs to come out of the Western suburbs, Crystal Diola. Whoa. <laughs> that was big. Was it big? That was, was big. <laughs> well, hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Thank you for having me, guys. Really appreciate it. No, it's been really good. I know, the backstage, backstage, <laughs> like in the kitchen. Behind the scenes, we've just been laughing, you know, and it's just been a great connection we have. I know. It's so natural, which is good. So tell us your story about how you got into the DJing scene. Oh, that was by accident. By accident. Yeah. Mm. So um, well, I've been in music for the last maybe 10 or more years, maybe 15 years. So, yeah, you can do sort of do the maths and figure out my no, age there. Not really yet. No, one plus one <laughs> is two. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I started off as a, as a um, performer. So back in the day, uh, freestyling was a part of – Really, just hopping in and out of freestyle groups and when you say trying to be a rapper, as in rapping, mm, wow. trying to be a rapper. Wow! Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then from there, um, I played the guitar and was a vocalist for a funk band, um, and played around, you know, just spots in the city. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, sort of, kind of fell into PR um, by doing this petition. Created a Erica Badu petition, wow. and that is exactly how it all started for me in the music scene, properly wow. behind yeah. the scene, uh, behind the scenes. Um, and then phew, I don't even know how I got into DJing. I've been surrounded by DJs all my life, though. Yeah. Like in terms of the crews and the boys that I was around with, I was always with the boys hanging out. Whether it's uh, you know because they were technically minded, yeah, they always had turntables, so I'd go to their houses and you know, have barbecues and then hop on their turntables yeah, and learn how to scratch and learn how to do bits of tricks, you know, maybe about 2008, nine. And they taught you all the technical skills of DJing? I wouldn't say taught me all of it because I didn't really grasp yeah. all of the concepts. It was more just the stepping the f- stone. Yeah, just yeah. stepping stone. And the, they laid a really strong foundation for me to kind of naturally take it on myself. Yeah. Um, I'm the left-hander as well, so they were all right-handers. They're trying to teach me how to scratch with the right and I just always switched to the left. Yeah. It was always like, I can't do what you're doing. I can't do the crossfader. So I naturally picked up the left and did it that way. But then um, I can't even remember when I first got my turntables, maybe like six years ago. Wow. And And do you still use the same ones? Eight years ago. Uh, yes. No, wow. one of them, yes. Um, but after I had posted something, I can tell you right now. Actually, I won't. It's on Instagram, but I posted a thing where I was scratching for a mate's um, album and they were just recording. 
And for some reason I was like, and I don't like posting stuff on myself on Instagram. I hardly do. So you'll yeah. see a lot of flyers or other people instead. Um, and, but in my gut, I felt like I needed to post it up there. And then I got a call from Hal. Um, from the Triple J's hip hop show, and he wow. is an ex, you know, Coolism member, pioneer of the Australian hip hop scene, and he basically asked me to hop on tour, on a national tour. So literally from there, it kind of happened, wow. and ended up going on tour. At first off, it was El Fresh going to Darwin, and then from there, so El Fresh the Lion, and then from there it was How doing a, an entire year of a national tour run. Um, which happened on weekends and then from there it was like Omar and playing for a whole load of people now. That's insane. And it, it was like, by Were you overwhelmed accident. when you got that opportunity? Like how yes. were you feeling and where were you in life when that happened? Like Oh man, I was doing a lot of PR mm. at that point in time. So I was doing like, you know, a lot of stuff behind the scenes for musicians. Yeah, yeah. So along the way you always would meet musos and DJs and hip-hop artists or vocalists. And so I, I just kind of felt like, yeah, I'll take on this opportunity. But I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm cut out for it because this guy is like an ARIA-nominated, wow. you know, yeah. hip-hop rapper is a pioneer and he's part of the reason why hip-hop is the way it is now yeah. is because of this guy. And he and Daniel Sun had done, have done so much for the community yeah. and yet – it doesn't really get shown to what extent. Yeah, you know, yeah. they're only kind of, I guess, the ethnic um, duo at that point in time as well. But, yeah, I was totally overwhelmed. That's so crazy. And how did you kind of, like, overcome those thoughts that, oh, I'm not good enough, you know? Uh, you, did all... you have, like, a hectic support group behind you saying, man, just go for it? Or yeah. you had to talk to yourself? Or... Oh, all of the above. Yeah. All of the above. Like you go through stages where you're like, oh my God, what the crap is happening? But I always refer back to that point where I felt the need to post me, you know, scratching on my mate's track. Yeah. And that strong intuition was like, I don't know where it's, I feel like I need to. I remember sta standing in their warehouse studio space and going, I need to post it. I don't know wh what's going to happen with it, but I know something's going to happen with it. Wow, that's incredible. And so that kind of gut feeling. But then at the same time, I was like, oh, my God, you're doing selfies. This is really stupid. Like, And, <laughs> I'm, it, so and I'm like, well, it's part selfie because I'm not the one taking it. <laughs> I'm the one like, you know, pressing the button to execute yeah. it. But I'm not the one doing the selfie because you can't when you're scratching and <laughs> like doing stuff <laughs> for other people. That's why I'm wondering, how did you? <laughs> it was a mate who was recording me and I was like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it up. But yeah. yeah, it was a bit scary. You and know. since you've become a DJ, has your confidence grown in your skill? And Oh, man, that always oscillates. Yeah. It's always like you always go to the stage of am I good enough? Am I not good enough? Can I do this? Yeah. Will there be no technical issues? Because well, there's always a technical issue with me. <laughs> there is always something that happens. Yeah. And, you know, throughout Howe's national run, Sound check was crazy. It was like certain things weren't working. So I'd hop on the phone to the boys and be like, oh my God, can you help me out with this? This isn't working. This isn't working. So I learned to troubleshoot within such a short amount of time, wow. which paved the way for the rest of the. That's so the crazy. And what was the worst now? technical difficulty that you 
encountered whilst being uh, on stage? Like far out. So many. There's <laughs> like a turntable not working. So you had to do it internally. And wow. particularly if there are cues where you need to use both. Yeah, yeah. And you're using the software instead of the actual turntable. Yeah. Your brain has to quickly adjust and you really need to focus and go, okay, at that point it's not going to be a swift, but you have to make sure that the cue point is exactly where it needs to be and you have your hand ready to press that cue. It sounds like because normally so you're like, much pressure and like so much anxiety. Is, because Like you think, man, DJs are so like relaxed, they're having fun, but really you yeah. have so much going on in your mind. Yeah, you know? that's 100% the thing. It's like I never wanted to make... Uh, joke out of the situation as well you do always because the artist has to be comfortable it's the artist first and foremost yeah, yeah. and you're actually the the one that's that's holding that artist and making sure the artist is okay to perform particularly if they're like established artists yeah so you're like I was in this situation where I was like all right this stuff isn't working quick think on your feet but make sure you put a smile on your face so that the artist doesn't know what's going on. And then oh you can tell them afterwards, you're like, dude, things weren't working. Ah, and then shocked when you tell great. them that, like, you know. Of course. But, like, I'd, I'm like, at that point in time, you're like, do you either go crazy and go, oh, my God, things weren't working? Or are you like, do you get over and just go, do you soften the blow? Yeah. You it's great at what happened, but this is what happened and you pulled it off. Great, you That's know. That's so awesome. So are you used to technical difficulties now? I wouldn't say I'm used to it because <laughs> I'm more like if it happens, you just have to put your head down yeah, and just, just do, it. do it. Yeah. Man. Otherwise, you're literally, you, the artist is in your hands mm. and you have to make sure the artist has a, a parachute and you're that parachute. Oh, that's Otherwise, you're like... Okay, making that artist look like a fool. Yeah. And that's then a reflection of your skill. Yeah. And particularly as a woman, you do not want to be... You, you want to show them you that you can You want to show that you job. can... You've got the grasp. Yeah. Because it's just the nature of, of what it was like and what it continues to be, but it's not as severe. Yeah. You know, seeing there's a lot more female DJs out there representing, so it's great. Um, but... You know, still women put the pressure on themselves, particularly in a group full of men yeah. who have their arms crossed. I remember a lot of hip-hop shows where I'd get up and men were like, arms crossed, just watching you. And wow. then I'd be like, do I start with a scratch so I can like, you know, quick to impress? Yeah. Or do I build it up? And what, So what it was all like strategic with? just so that, pardon? What have you always gone with? It depends on the crew. Right, depends yeah. Depends on the vibe. Mm. But sometimes, but now I'm just like, whatever. You do you. You just have to do you. Yeah. So you've been in the industry for such a long time and you've probably seen the growth and what's been happening a lot now, like a lot of movement with females in the industry. Mm. Do you feel as if like there has been growth for oh, women? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I think there's a lot more growth happening behind the scenes that not many people know about. Yeah. Um, there is also the, there are a lot of underdogs, particularly who are older in, in their forties who don't get the appreciation for what they've done for the music industry on a whole. And wow, I know yeah. a particular PR person who, um, you know, looks after Kanye West, looks after all the majors when they come through and she's incredible at her job. Yeah. You know, um, Petrina Convoy is, is, is her name and she works as, as Sony's um, in charge of the Australasian urban um, 
part of, of Sony and man, she is incredible at her job and the reason yeah. why people get her all the time is because she's a gun. And she but can she, do her job. But that's, yeah, she like more than does her job. She's incredible at but doesn't get the, re- the respect or doesn't get the acknowledgement, which is not what, you know, we had discussions about this in private messages. It's not exactly what she wants. Yeah. But... Man, the scene wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for someone who, you know, similar to her. Yeah. Yeah. And you see a lot more female DJs of the younger generation who were taking on, you know, audio engineering or things that were considered a male-dominated instrument to take on. Yeah. Or, And they're just doing it, you know, but it's still not enough to bridge the gap. It's still not enough to show that there is an equal balance of men to female female on bills, you know, on festival bills or whatever. So when you were like, so throughout your experience, were you always like butting heads with males? And I I definitely didn't butt heads. Mm. I think I had a good group of people, uh, not to my face anyway, 100%. No one came up to me and was like, Blah, blah, blah. You know, like, no one tried to. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) (laughs) There was no blah, blah, blah language going on. (laughs) But you could feel it. You could see it in their behavior. And you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, certainly there were times, uh, you know, but I have, and I have to say this, the most amazing family support, the most amazing friendships yeah. As well, who some of them are in the music industry, but most of them are outside the music industry. Yeah. And, you know, you hear a lot of the one day is your one day is, but there are also newcomers that have been so devout and so yeah. loyal and so incredible. But you must have a support network yeah. that values the same values as you do. Yeah in order to propel and support each other because it's not a male-female thing either. It's like, yeah, sure, sisterhood needs to happen. Yeah. But... Community. Personality. Yeah, it's a community. It's not even just a community thing. It's making sure that you have the right people to help you in the mind. Wow, to yeah. be stronger, to reflect that spirit and to be able to, you know, um, I guess nurture that spirit because they're going to rely on you to help them out in whatever their industry is yeah. for moral support. And at the end of the day, as long as your moral values are aligned – and you have fun and you break bread. And I'm saying when you break bread, you know what it's like with fillows. You invite them over to your parents' house and you break bread. <laughs> That's my thing. If they yeah. come to my folks, you're in. doesn't matter. Like, no matter what happens later on in life, if things happen with friendships, but you break bread with my parents, you're good. Wow, I know that you're yeah. good. And I've lost friends along the way, maybe a couple, you know, who have literally... You know, um, kind of... Just drifted away, yeah. Yeah. But at the end of the day, that's life. But yeah. you always must have a support group that will be able to help you grow. And what was life like for you when you didn't have that support group? Uh, to be honest, and I say this to everyone, I've always had a great friendship circle. Yeah. Like even when I was outside, particularly outside of high school mm. and during high school, so 11 and 12 most especially, I still hang out with some of the guys I know today Yeah, um, from high school, sorry, and, um, you know, because of life and whatnot, you don't get to hang out with them as much as you used to because they're all now married and have kids or whatever Yeah, or they're just somewhere around the world. But 
I definitely have always had a great support network. Like awesome. from the moment I picked up a mic and was like, hey, I'm going to learn how to rap. I'm going to rap. I'm going to do this. Man, <laughs> I had, I remember being at a place and people were like, my mates were like writing coasters. I was like, what's this? They were asking me to sign it. This is how much they had faith in me. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, we know you're going to get somewhere. We know it. So we want to have a keepsake. Wow. And they made me sign all these like postcards. <laughs> I mean, uh, coasters. Nick Minute makes you sign Net a receipt. <laughs> you you gon' pay. <laughs> Net Minute, I'm not doing anything, which is like, because I gave up on it. Mm. But, you know, always super blessed. Yeah. And I think it's, and I think it's partly because of how, you know, like how I was raised. Yeah. Like, yeah. And how you treat others is a, a straight reflection of how you were raised. I, I believe that. Yeah. And... And, you know, things change, but it's, it's, I had, a, I still have a very solid foundation with family. Yeah. There, I think it's an ethnic thing. I think it's a filler thing, maybe. I don't know, but. I think it's like, I, I think most cultures have something similar to that, where you do value that connection with and yeah. one another. And yeah. Yeah, it does help a lot. Yeah. It, so I'm quite blessed that way. Yeah. But things good. happen where it's like, well, right now. Mm. I'm having to find it within myself. Yeah. At a later point in my life where I have to like really address what I want. Yeah. And that's a hard thing. Wow. Because Do you want to go into that? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> Tell us. Feel us. Can you feel me? <laughs> no, well, things change, you know, yeah. your priorities change. Definitely. You know, what you wanted when you were younger may not be what you want now. Mm. And so... And You've I think that's normal. It's part of life. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So it's just trying to figure out which part of the music industry I want to put my hand in. Right. And how I want to be able to make that change. Right. And and you have, have you been able, like, to see all different parts of the music industry? Early on, yes. Yeah. But now I'm very much, I keep to what I want. Yeah. Um, what do you want? What do I want? What do you want? Gosh, that's something I'm still trying to figure out. Yeah. And that's the most honest thing I can give you right now is I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. Because it's hard. <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it, it, it's kind of like you want to now, because we're a little bit more mature, yeah. you want to start making more like, like a little bit more like, we want to make decisions where it's more thought out. Not yeah. so much, let's just do it, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like when you get at an older age, it's like, oh, things actually matter now. Yeah. Like my decision. Well, all decisions matter, but yeah. you, it feels like there's a bigger risk yeah. to it. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, you're more aware of the consequences. You're more aware of the risk that you're taking. Because of past experiences. Yeah. And, yeah. 100%. And so it's like, it's okay to, for me, I think it's now more of a uh, an, an issue of what I've got my hands in so many different things, I need to figure out which one I can do best. Right. And yeah. and actually excel at doing that. I've yeah. always had a war in my mind. Am I creative? No, I shouldn't be creative. I can't be creative. I need to be more substantial yeah. thinking behind the scenes is what but I've always I had a look at all my artist passes. Yeah. There are very little PR passes. And I've looked at this box full of artist passes. So I'm like 
why didn't I just do that? Why didn't I just look at these passes? <laughs> and yeah. think, I've always been a creative. Yeah. But I've always been so resistant to that because I'm here I am thinking, well, that's not going to pay my bills. Like, yeah. How much is being a creative going to pay my bills? That's true. So I've got to step aside and like do PR. And I fell into that accidentally as well. Yeah. So they ended up doing like the Cashmere stage band with Functified, which is part of Sydney Festival. And then... Um, uh, who, what else? Uh, Georgia and Muldrow and Declaim. That was for, you know, a Sydney festival, part of Sydney festival through Functified. And um, did a bunch of shows with people. Uh, Eric Lau did, um, with a band, the Five Coffees play that was like the band that I had. Yeah. Um, featured him before I quit that. <laughs> uh, so many shows along the way that I've like, you know, done and I teamed up with a PR person, Christy, yeah. who owns Kitten Jam, who is, by the way, a, a stellar PR person. Yeah. And we always wanted to, you know, own our own ethnic PR, just like pushing people, diverse people. Yeah. Because we wanted to diversify the, the industry, whether it was like fashion or, or music. Yeah, yeah. But we teamed up and we ended up doing um, a bunch of shows at Play Bar, which ended up having like soul shows, which ended up having, you know, India... And, India RE and wow. Joss Stone's entire camp come down. All of a sudden we're seeing, you know, even like Selection, um, Hooligan came through from Selection and then there's a bunch of people like we have done, like I just look back at the things that I've done. I'm like, wow, I actually should be excelling, but there was that fear. Yeah, it's always with the fear. It's hey? always at the one foot, am I creative? Am I not creative? What am I doing? Am I... Eh, eh, mm. eh. So if you skip and play this game... Yeah. You actually realise you waste time. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so like, indecisive. So how do you feel that, how do you take steps forward? Or what are you trying to do to make those steps forward? Like, in, in a way of decision making. Because I feel a lot of us don't know what to do sometimes. Mm. Because for us, like, especially people in the western suburbs, we're, we're thinking that, oh, my God, we need to pay our bills. Oh, we you know, do, though. We, you know? we aren't as privileged as some people or we weren't as lucky. We actually have to work hard to get what we want, you know? And I think a lot of that has allowed us to become a little bit resistant to chasing what we want mm, mm. because we, we just feel like, man, do we settle for nine to five or do I do this or do I chase this? But then there's a the risk of not having money. Like, yeah. it's just a... Yeah. I don't know to the it's wild. To, it is. It is wild. <laughs> to be honest, like, yeah. I don't know the questions to, the, to that because I'm still trying to figure, figure it, it out, out ourselves. Yeah. Definitely. You know, I love music. That's what I know. Mm. I've done PR. I don't want to do that. I know I don't want to do that. Yeah. Just um, something with music. But I know the things that I've got for creating a pathway between I haven't, you know, certain things I want to implement towards the end of the year. When yeah. I say I don't know, it's not me sitting, st like, sitting still going, oh, yeah. my God. Uh, I'm constantly thinking of things because, man, like, when you realize the, like, for me, I've always thought I kind of fallen into this. Yeah. And I'm literally no one, but I know that I am something. You know, does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. I can't have the contacts that I have for nothing. I can't have been in certain situations for nothing. Exactly, yeah. And so then it's it's now what are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Mm. What do I ultimately see myself doing? And I'm always, I see creativity is a huge part of that. Yeah. You know, so 
that's the part right now where I'm trying to build a pathway with certain things for certain ideas to happen. Yeah. But it's ideas, you know, it's like always ideas, but it's now at the point where it's like, okay, I have had done all these things. Now I need to actually do something bigger. And execute it. Yeah. What I've always wanted. Yeah. You know, so. And I feel like even what we want is ever changing. Yeah. Like it's not always going to be like, you know, once I get here, that's it. You know, I feel like no matter what we're doing or whatever we're chasing, it's always going to be so, um, what's that word? Like it's just... Slinky. <laughs> slinky. 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 <laughs> no one can see our actions. We're doing a slinky move. But it, yeah, and I think um, that's the most exciting thing about life, that it's not it's not stable or it's not... Um, yeah, it's the change is so constant. Yeah. And, and like, I think we just need to embrace it. And you know what? Just do it. Just do whatever. It's it's so funny because it's easier said than done. Yeah, doing the whole so just... <laughs> Just, just do, do it, because <laughs> my I had this whole idea about like <laughs> just do it first. Sorry, your voice echoed in my head. <laughs> I got this thing where I wanted to start a, um, and it's still there on a on a like still freaking, you know, not doing anything with it. But it's the whole tagline is they just do artists, army of creatives who just do. Yeah. But obviously, I'm not learning the lessons in order for me to execute this. So I've got to do it myself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? There's so many lessons left, right, and center yeah, where I'm there like, is. this this part of this idea for this particular series that I want to do, which reflects creatives, and yet it's not something I'm doing. Yeah, yeah. So there's like, there's there's an issue there. <laughs> lessons that need to be learned. And you're on that path, which is awesome. It is. I'm excited. Like, you know, there's constantly a lot of people still, you know, asking me to do stuff for them. Yeah. And there's, like, the Western suburbs. there's always opportunity. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. There's always opportunity, but I'm like, do I really want it? Right. Do I really want it? Do I, why? Why, where is it going to, like, now it's going to be strategic. Yeah. And if it's not going to impact a culture or a community for towards some type of change where yeah. we can see an infrastructure that changes that allows for diversity, that allows for different ethnics, ethnicities to present their music across on mainstream media. Right. Then, yeah. you know, like what is the point of being, you know, in music if, if, you're, if you're not able to make these, these types of changes yeah. from a behind the scene perspective? Right. As an artist, you're going to create. No yeah, matter what, yeah. that's just who but you actually are. making a difference and making change. Yeah, yeah. And like, there's so many of my mates who are doing their things that are going, okay, you know, this system that we, this music industry is, is not built for, you know, diversity. Yeah, it's not. And I'm probably not going to get any other jobs because of this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being honest. No, it's awesome. No. I think people need to be aware it's, of that. It's starting to now. Which is even mm. more of an encouragement, you know. And that's why, like, you sharing your point of view or your your story, it's able to, like, you know, you're actually making ripples. Well, we'll see. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think every every – I think for artists – you just got to continually knock on doors. Like yeah. I'm saying, hit up the people that you need to hit up. Yeah. But make sure it's professional. Make sure you do things 
in order. Make sure you, if you don't know how to do it, get someone to employ someone. Not employ, but like help, get someone to help you. Yeah, yeah, to, So that you're not, you can also learn the industry because you need to know how to learn the industry yourself. As an artist, I can't like implore it enough that you learn the ins and outs so that you can do it yourself because really at the end of the day, you don't need labels. You don't need major labels. You've got so many Not things on your you side. Yeah. yeah. you got so many things on your side to be able to actually execute and, and get your cult happening. <laughs> do you cult know? even far out. <laughs> what are we starting here? <laughs> Culture. Culture. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, you get yeah. your followers to listen to your music. Yeah. But you have to arm yourself. Always arm yourself with the knowledge. Otherwise, there's really no point in doing what you're doing. And then you end up putting your life in the wrong hands of someone who might take advantage of it or wow. who doesn't really. And it's okay if you employ someone who still, who wants to give it a crack. It's like, all right, it's my first go at PR, but we'll do it together. And you do it for free, but you're both learning along the way. Yeah, yeah. So as long as they have a strong grasp, they have good concepts, they have a real knowledge on obviously the technologies to execute it. Mm. But... Work at it together. Yeah. And collaborating then is so essential in the creative industry. Oh yeah. You know, like just keep collaborating, yeah. keep working with each other because we're all on that same path, yeah. you know, like just help one another because at the end of the day, like we're all gonna try and move forward. Yeah. You know? Like hundred percent. But it's not mm. just collaboration, it's more like You've got to think about collaboration. It at, at, there's gonna be a point when you think about collaboration as something um that's going to benefit you. Mm. And and as an artist, it's all well and good to be like, yeah, man, let's let's hang out. Let's, like, create music. Let's do this together. you got to vibe, first and foremost. Yeah. 100%. But you also have to have an end point where that collaboration needs to do something for your career. Yeah, needs yeah. to... Um, and whether it's, like, creating a history online, which is really important, but make the work good. Make the work really stellar. So that you're not embarrassed of it when years later when you're like, um, you know, established enough, you're not looking at that going, I, that was half-assed. Yeah. Like, which a lot of artists do, but you never know anyway because you grow up and you change your mind, changes your personality, yeah. you mature. But I know I'm working with an artist at the moment who's like, I want to get rid of my first EP. I was like, what? You want to get rid of the only music that you have online? Yeah. To push out a new one, what are we gonna? What? So it kind of gets a bit convol- like a bit tricky to navigate, but because he wasn't happy, right? You know, he wasn't happy with the recording, and that's fair enough. It's up to him. Mm. I'm not gonna be like, oh, no, don't do. It, even though I think it's an amazing recording, yeah. But you know, because apparently he rushed, he rushed it. Take your time with it as an mm. artist as well, as a collaborator, like an yeah. as the westerner. Yeah. Take your time. And make sure you do what you, you ha- your intention is there. Yeah. I swear, like, if you do this right, man, let the Westerner be the Westerner. You know, for, like, the Western suburbs and then beyond. Yeah. You keep building your stories. Like, to me, there's no, it's no coincidence that things are changing and money's being put into the Western Sydney mm. suburbs. It's because people can't afford to live in cities anymore. Yeah. Because residential buildings are popping up. So, everyone's actually moving out. So... Out of the city. Yeah, yeah. Looking at investment properties in, in the West. But um, so this whole thing, write it. You put your music out there where you can hop on festivals, 
excuse me, out in the western suburbs, make sure that you have your in assets intact and just send it out to people, um, local radio stations in the west, you know, and hop on festivals out in the west mm. and connect with other like-minded musicians so that you, you know, create content online or just vibe and make beautiful music and mm. as long as the music will speak for itself as well, you know, but... Um, what to tell you about the music industry? Just arm yourself with the knowledge. Yeah. Because you can do it by yourself. Like, you, you need to have a team of people who, are, you know, is equipped enough to be able to go, okay, I, I look after social media for you, for example, or yeah. for for, the, for you, mm. and just be able to be like, all right, this is this is who you need to get in contact with and, and do a bit of research, figure out, who is linked in with which publication, which local um, pay, uh, digital, uh, you know, online publication is is more specific to your sound. Yeah. Um, and really just because you have access to everything, you still have to do your research and still have to be mindful of the specific um, publication because you can't just send it to some, you know, Free Willy Nilly who's doing <laughs> Free Willy Nilly, you know, <laughs> rock music with a bit of pop. Do you know what I mean? Like, like it yeah, just doesn't something make that sense. kind of suits your sound. It has to be specific. Yeah, not and Willy then, Nilly, bro. No, not Free Willy Nilly. Like, <laughs> it's like an R-rated website, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> no, but, no, <laughs> it no. is. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, you just make sure you arm yourself and make sure you do it because you love it. Once yeah. you start questioning it, that's where you might need to pull back a bit like I'm doing. Because you want to be firm. You want to be on firm ground and be like, this is what I stand for. These are my values. Yeah. And just, like, make sure you know what you're doing it for. And if it's fun, at the end of the day, then do it for fun. Mm. Make sure you're not stepping out of people's toes and just be respectful about people's spaces. Wow, yeah. Be respectful for people's... Um, like contacts as well because that's another thing that's like a lot of people want to help out but at the end of the, the day when it comes to it people oh sometimes are very much like this <laughs> you know so yeah, yeah. you just be mindful of the people who and I always say yes so how do you kind of um suss people out like you know from flaking because flaking there's so many people that are flaky you know, got dandruff and dry skin. <laughs> I'm kidding. But like... Uh, shoulders. <laughs> that doesn't work, man. It makes it worse. <laughs> but in terms of like finding the right people to help you, how did you go about that? Mm, or you just went with the flow and they're like, oh yeah, they're crap. I won't go there again kind of thing. I don't think I, I've always had the same people around me. I've like honestly, and I hope it continues forever, is like I've always had like dope people who were always one foot in the industry and one foot out. And then the people who have come along mm. later on in life, like one of my mates, shout out to Lynn Lee from 301 Studios, the gun, who also manages Code of Conduct. Anyway, um, she's a gun. She's like the most loyal person. Yeah, yeah. And we just connected with another friend of ours, Kimberly. And they're both in the industry, but yeah. man, like we did not go. Okay, so who do you know? What do you do? We were like drinking, and we're like, 
Just connecting. Yeah, just yeah. connecting. And, like, and you know when you vibe with people, like, on a heart level. Yeah. That's, that's when you know. Well, for me, I, I don't beautiful. know. Like, it's an like intuition that. thing. Mm. So your intuition and your radar is going to be different to mine. Yeah. In the way you approach it and the way you actually, um, I guess, um, acknowledge it. Whereas, so mm. I don't know what your processes are, but trust in your process. Yeah, yeah. Um, ask questions. That's me. I'm always like, because I ask questions all the time. What kind so of I questions? What do you do dude, when, when this we happens? sat down? No, when <laughs> we sat down, it's like, what's in your menudo? Like, like what's <laughs> what? What it's do you like? This mince dish, guys. <laughs> menudo is some. Is that mince? Oh, I don't know. Some some stew. It's a stew. It's like yeah. It's got mince. <laughs> we try to figure out whether it has sultanas because I was like, doesn't yuck, it have sultanas? Yuck! 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 <laughs> black! 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 <laughs> But before, like, I said, you know, make sure you say yes. So I just want to go refer back to that. Make sure you say yes to opportunities, even if, like, it scares the crap out of you. Because You so never far, know where it's going to take you. Right? Yeah. Like, I say no in conversations quite a lot. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's not, no. Yeah. I don't think that's a, no. Trust me, my mates I, oh, get angry at me for doing that. But... There's certain things that um, I've said yes to, which mm. has allowed me certain contacts. Yeah. And it's not about going, hey, I'm going to do it because of that contact. It's like, well, I'm going to do it because they asked me. Wow, See what yeah. happens. You know, and I said that. And majority of the time, from your experience, have you found whenever you said yes, amazing things happen? Well, yeah. Like, just the whole kind of... I don't know, just saying yes to FBI, being a host on FBI radio. I never actually thought of being on a radio station, even though like a couple of weeks ago I remembered being a kid mm. and a memory of me <laughs> interviewing Jonathan Taylor Thomas because <laughs> I was in love with JTT <laughs> from Home Improvement. <laughs> I had his um, poster from TV Hits Mag. Same. Oh <laughs> like 17, the magazine. <laughs> <laughs> Confessions. <laughs> yeah, I know. This Man, is my confession. <laughs> How how was that opportunity? How did that opportunity come about for Which you to be interviewing uh, JTT? <laughs> <laughs> Not in <just> my dreams. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> no, it's good. But yeah, like how 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 did FBI come about? It was it because you were DJing and you. Do you uh, DJ and MC as well? Like, no, no, no. Doo -doo -doo. Like, I stopped. I stopped. Like, I'm not Son Sonic or Soniga. <laughs> I forgot her name. She's from the UK, but she's really dope. She's like, you know, DJ slash vocalist and be like, Dude, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um, but um, FBI happened with Mike, who, who is now is a DJ, but is, is now um, part of FBI family sponsorship. He, he um, asked me in 2016. To mm. do it, and it's only because I was pushing a bunch of um, hip hop and soul, local soul stuff, and yeah. So Shantan had ended, and he he needed replacement, right? Um, yeah. Guest uh, replacement um, co-host, but that lasted seven months, and then, um, so the thing was, I got landed straight into the primetime spot, and normally what you need to do is kind of work your way up. Yeah. So there's yeah. a lot of like training that's involved, midnight shifts, and. I think Caroline, thank God, Karen no longer works there, but man, she really pushed me and had faith in me. So wow, that's awesome. Kept me on there without any training um, and literally lasted for maybe a good seven months. And then because Mike ended up not being able to balance, yeah, um, his hectic work schedule 
we had to end our yeah. segment. And then I was in between that on and off, filling in for DJs on FBI hip hop show with Code of Conduct. And so wow. do us who's their DJ, I yeah. also DJ for Code of Conduct every so often wow, when yeah. doers can't do it because mm. um, he now lives in Ho- uh, Hobart. I was going to say Hornsby. <laughs> it's a yeah, bit of a stretch right. from the city. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. But, yeah, so I just kept myself on there because they kept asking me. So eventually they, they there was a, a spot and there were other people after it wanting that primetime spot and I guess they gave it mm. to... W and I, but yeah. So at the moment, are you still DJing? Yes. <laughs> yeah. And how do you deal with song requests? Do you have people oh, DJ? man. <laughs> Play me a song. I was like, what <laughs> song do you want? <laughs> yes. They do the thing where they like so type they d- on their phone and they show me. I was like. No. Sometimes I'm like, I can't even see what your phone <laughs> is. Can you turn your light on? Like, <laughs> make it brighter so I can see what it is. Wow. Yeah, I just nah, I say no, nah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, I, it depends on what gig it is. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> if they're nice and they're like, oh, it's my friend's birthday, I'm still like, nah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if you saw this video, but it was really funny. There was this really drunk girl and she was ordering drinks <laughs> saw that. to the DJ. Like, have you ever had something like that happen to you where they're throwing money at you? Like, oh man, I'd be like, <laughs> make it rain, make it. Yeah. <laughs> but so, how annoying is that when people ask you, like, oh, play my man. song? It's annoying, but it mm. depends. Like, someone asked um, Mariah Carey's "Make It Happen." I haven't even heard that oh, song. Dude. Oh. How does it go? You got to edit that part. <laughs> but honestly. <laughs> is that like the best song ever? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh my God, you listen to Mariah Carey's like um, album from like stupid way back when. <laughs> That's what happened in my head. I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I'll play it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Wow. 90s jam, man. Like, so it just off. depends on the, the yeah. song, really. There was, there was a request before Bad and Bougie was uh, a proper thing, yeah. right? And some chick was like, can you please play the jam? And I was like, <laughs> what? I'm sorry, I can't hear you. The booth monitor. And yeah. I'm pointing at the booth monitor, which is right beside my ear. Yeah. I'm like, you got it. And I turned it down. And I was yeah. like, talk to me again. What do you want? Can you play the Babs and Bougie? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, sorry? <laughs> Babs and Bougie. <laughs> oh I felt like God. my mouth kept moving, but there was no sound. <laughs> so what did you do? What did you do? Did you like, like, on her phone, started typing. Oh it was like Bad God. and Bougie by Migos, right? And then, um, <laughs> and then I was like, Oh my god, I'm officially old. <laughs> I don't know who that is. She's like, you don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just wanted you to stop talking. It's <laughs> like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> We're both freaking out. <laughs> Here, you DJ, you DJ. <laughs> Let's talk about some serious topics that you want to like bring awareness to that the people from the Western suburbs need to hear about. Oh, man, from the, wow, okay, from the Western suburbs that people need yeah. to hear about. Oh, I, in general. 
I think um, in, I think there are many things. Firstly, the indigenous community needs to also be respected in in like and included in everything that we do. Yeah. You know, they are the traditional owners of this land, uh, and to always include them in festival bills and 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 always kind of you know because they are a, a t- they also have their own stories to tell. Yeah. And it's really important to establish those stories as part of the Australian centric you know, uh, Australianness of, of it all and to be able to, like, really accept the differences mm. and accept um, more like the cultural differences and just to be able to, you know, just, oh, I don't know, there's so much... Oh. Acknowledge, appreciate. Yeah, like, yeah. honestly, because part of the reason why if you're here to make hip-hop music, hip-hop is my background, right? So if you're here to make hip-hop music, it's important to understand the culture. It's also un- important to understand that when you're looking at hip-hop, I always say this on our show on FBI, it's, you know, hip-hop is an agency for change. It's a tool yeah. that can really, you know, reflect the times. And an artist's role is to reflect the times, whether you agree with it or not, is to always put your two cents worth in yeah because it's your own interpretation of what's happening around you and particularly as a younger generation part of the younger generation to see this new movement happening in the western suburbs yeah from all across different ethnicities it's really important to be able to band together and just kind of you know start executing things with each other mm. but not to keep not because oh we, we have to you know fillers and, and fillers must connect or it's more about diversity and, yeah. and, and creating a diverse musical landscape so mm. that you know your children can go oh, I can make music and not be afraid to to make the music because of their ethnicity because that's yeah. what it was in the early 2000s right like hip-hop was very male carry the flags on their shoulders you know here in Australia here yeah. in Australia yeah 100% it was really kind of a bit jarring it was and it was very polarizing because it mm. was like it polarized a lot of the ethnics outside of a very white focused um, yeah. musical landscape. Yeah. And yeah, I think yeah, it's really important to kind of acknowledge the music industry and, and learn about the industry as well. Yeah. Like really learn about the industry, learn how Spotify streams work, learn how streaming works in general to to be able to create uh, gain your royalties. Like, yeah. what is there a you know like what a part of the industry can you possibly make money from? Is it mm. you know how how to create a tour? Yeah. How to like establish yourself online? And, and I think that that's the thing. Presence. Like a lot of people don't know how to do it. There's you so know, much so stuff online, man. So just go online, really. Well, yeah, like I would – If it depends on which area you want to look at. Are yeah. you looking from a behind-the-scenes perspective? Like are you looking no, from a – just in general, you know, like – Because there's an you know. artist's point of view or is it more like – because it, de- <laughs> it <laughs> depends <laughs> – whoops. <laughs> depends on your who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. For an artist, I'd say like make sure that you – like I said, are aware of the music industry, are aware of the Australian music industry and, uh, and know also aware of that you can actually step outside of Australia's landscape by mm. just being online. Yeah. Like there are artists out there that are, that are uh, building their communities online. just by streaming. Yeah. You know, so it's, it's really important to kind of 
be well equipped in your brain. Yeah. And you know what? We have so many tools now. Yeah. Like and so many talented people coming from the West as well. Yeah. All eyes are on the West at the moment. It's really yeah. weird. Do you find that? No. No. <laughs> really? Enlighten me. Really? I find no, that. I, I think there is a little bit of exposure now. Mm. Um, and it's not so much bad news anymore because I guess the only news that ever came out of the West was bad things. So I think now it's a little bit like light, like it's a little bit more positive mm. views and perspectives on the Western suburbs. Yeah. Especially with um, arts, culture, developments. But that's it. Because mm. everyone's moving outside, yeah, out yeah. of the city. So where are they going? Towards the west, towards yeah. southwest, towards wherever it is. It's cheaper. Yeah. Right? So now you're looking at Parramatta apparently being touted as the biggest, second yeah. biggest city besides Sydney. Mm. So it's like apparently Sydney, Melbourne, Parramatta. Wow. <laughs> what? That's I don't know thing? how true that is. <laughs> I read that. but. That's but yeah, I don't yeah. know how the figures have changed now. Like, you know, but uh, Parramatta is becoming the biggest city. And you know what? Competing with our city. City, city. And yeah. you know what? They're doing an awesome job because they're hosting all these events mm. and like um, kind of not advertising, but like putting local artists on the map. Like, mm. it's insane. And that's important as well. Yeah. Like, just, oh man, that's another thing I wanted to point back is like, there is a voice that, um, to, with with just particularly with hip hop, I can't say it across the board, but if you're a hip hop artist and you're making music and you drop the plate, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you drop the plate, yeah, yeah, the plate's dropped. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, drop the play. But when you you're dropping your 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 stories, like I find it really uncomfortable to a certain extent that we appropriate too much Americanness when we can actually be reflecting the times of Australia's unique landscape. Yeah. You know, and I think that's really important to reflect in your songs and reflecting yeah. your vision. Um because I don't know, I just find it you know, there are a lot of – we get a lot of music submissions from people and the the great thing that's happening in the West because uh, a lot of the music that we're getting on FBI is from the West and we pu we're we really pushing for, for a diverse sound as well. But a lot of the stuff from the West is really global. Yeah. Like that's so exciting. We never had this kind of global sound before. Yeah. You speak to a lot of the – the key influences in mm. the game at the moment, and they're saying Australia's got such a global sound. Wow, yeah. But, you know, we still have a long way to go. Yeah, but definitely. also, just make sure that you're not trying to be someone else. Yeah, or trying to drop the N word when you're not one. Right. You yeah. know, because I do not want to see a white person or a Filipino or an Indonesian Using or a Chinese Malay yeah. <laughs> dropping the N word yeah, when they should not be doing that. Like, we should definitely be respectful of like, oh, man. the kind of words we're using. Um, so, what are some of the biggest lessons that you've learned throughout the years? What's something that you've actually really taken away from your journey in music? Uh, things that I thought I knew I absolutely had no idea of. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like what – and it's more of the self than the industry because the industry ebbs and flows and you will always – you can always find out. You can be in it yeah. and, and be, work as an intern. Mm. Um, 
or you work with the people that are hands-on in the industry. So there's always ways to learn. Yeah. But I think the biggest lesson for me was like always having one foot in, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out and like creating like this and like this and like that. Mm. And that is a reflection of the self more than anything else. And yeah. it's to always kind of like I think I've, I – there are opportunities that I let go of because I got lazy. Yeah. And I was like, well, um, should I? I shouldn't really. But – I realized there's certain opportunities missed because I was like, oh, I'd rather go out and, and do things when I was younger. Yeah, yeah. But um, it's funny, all this stuff, all these tools and stuff that's happened has come for a reason. And it's yeah. all come back later on in life. Yeah. Um, I know it's a skill I have. Yeah. Uh, and, and to be, I think the biggest lesson is like not owning, just making sure you own your skill yeah. and work on that skill and when someone says you're good this is my my thing is like no man thanks but nah yeah like actually believe in yourself yeah but i'm like i know i can do certain things that other people can't do yeah i know there's certain skill set i have that other people can't do and i know certain people have got me on shows because i do that Mm. so i'm like why am i saying nah you know like Why is that such a big deal for me? So that's a reflection of self. Yeah. Why is that such an issue for me to say, yeah, thanks. And this whole self-deprecating thing is, is yeah. like, it's not just a female thing. It's not because you you want to be humble. It's more like, well, I actually did not believe I could do it. Yeah. But now it's like, well, I do. I, I have these skills. Like, these certain things didn't happen because I was like, I don't know, just female DJ mm. like there was more to it than that and yeah. you have to be aware of your skill set yeah and be like okay yeah I know I've got a voice I know I can you know make music mm. I know I have concepts I know I have I can do interviews I know I can execute I have a vision yeah of changing the western suburbs and hopefully changing it bigger yeah because this place is rich of so many different cultures mm. draw from that yeah because honestly like I was listening to a podcast. Um, was that mine? <laughs> <laughs> Where there was so much laughter. And literally. No, <laughs> yeah. No, I was listening to this, this podcast. Um, and it was, t- it was talking about the differences between the Indian culture and the Western culture, basically. Mm. And spirituality lives, uh, the, the people in India live with spirituality. It's not a choice. Yeah. It is in them, if yeah. that makes sense. It's Definitely. not, and I'm not saying choices in, oh man, I have no choice. I'm under duress mm. to practice spirituality. It's like, it's in their blood. Yeah. You know, and it's something that as a culture, they seek, they're a seeking culture. Mm. So when you draw up on these influences from, you know, the white Australia to the Asian Australian to the Indian Australian to the Sikh Australian to the Punjabi Australian, like, there are so many stories that are so rich in culture that everyone can experience and always wow, learn yeah. something new for the first time because it's not the same as 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 the stuff that you hear all the time, yeah. like, Love, for example, is the most recorded and most used subject in songs. Yeah. When you think and apply love in a way that, say, when I was reading this, um, listening to this podcast, is like the spirituality with this child 
um, and and the earth, and love that that kind of seeking from a child's perspective on how the earth is like its brother, its mother, its sister, and everything all in one. Mm. You're like, that's a unique story on a way to love. Yeah, and that's because it's it's not it's a unique perspective. It's from a cultural perspective. Yeah. Like whether you're an artist, embrace your culture. Yeah. Don't, because you can learn so much stuff from it. Like yeah. we know, because we're from different cultures. Yeah. You're you're from two cultures. Yeah, you know, it's Just talking about Clarissa, guys. <laughs> Sorry, Clarissa. <laughs> background. <laughs> Clarissa May is in the building. But yeah, you know, it's, it's so like. True. Yeah. And it's culture doesn't even come down to your background. It also means influences around yeah. you, you know? Like, I feel like everyone has a sort of culture, like, you know, if you're white, if you're listening, it doesn't mean that you don't have a culture. Oh, like, 100%. Culture yeah. is drawn from a lot of yeah. things. and. You can always draw inspiration from that, and it's with, and it's it's also not just a cultural thing as well. It's like uh, like you said, it's um, it's it's stories. Mm. The way you grew up is a story that's unique to the next person. So and especially like because each person views things so differently. Yeah. you know, or like, maybe not. Yeah. we think. See, this is the thing I find interesting is like at the end of the day, when you shed all these parameters that tell us not to do this or to do that, at the yeah. end of the day, I think it's all love. Yeah. I think every day it's all about passion and we all say see the same things, but then our mind gets too convoluted because we've experienced all these things that from personal reflection, right, from personal experiences, like, oh, which then therefore, am I a good enough singer? Am I a good enough guitarist? Am mm. I? And then, but really at the end of the day, you shed all that. Yeah. What's really there is igniting that fire, is wow. that, that passion. And then everything else goes, ah, because you're wondering and freaking out too much about the society and the structure that which we live in, right? It's wow, like, yeah. you need to do this, you need to do this by a certain age, you need to have this by this time, you need to be an amazing fucking hot body and have this beautiful face to make it in the industry. That's yeah. not true. Mm. You know that's not true. Yeah. We see so many musicians who are like raggedy as hell. <laughs> 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 Willy, Billy, Billy. <laughs> like, like... Look, Willie Nelson, <laughs> not the most handsome man on the face of the planet. My God, he's a beautiful storyteller. Yeah, yeah. Country music is one of the most, like, for me, I think is, a, like, my go-to for... You were the second person that said that. But, yeah, country. Wow, yeah. Country music, like, it is one of the most romantic, uh, you know, romantic stories. So and they, and there's, yeah. there's always a story, and I'm not just saying... Like, there's always, like, a... Uh, my uh, achy, uh, breaky heart. Um, except that's... Don't break my heart. But that's, like, a, a said thing. Like, yeah. okay, let's... What's more of... Um, um, Keith uh, Urban? I know Keith Urban songs. Like, that's Lady Antebellum. <laughs> so, oh, my God, this is really embarrassing. My mates are going to be like, you listen to Antebellum? Yes. I listen to Lady Antebellum. <laughs> own it, man. Own it. Man, yeah. the story's there. Mm. Dude, I, honestly, it's the most innocent pure kind of reflection on love where it's like, you know, boy meets girl and they see each other from a, like in a train station and they're like, mm. you know, it's like the crush type of thing. Right, yeah. But a lot of country songs are just very romantic like that. Wow, yeah. You know. And I'm not just saying like boy meets girl, whatever you like, guy, guy, girl, girl, you know, it's like. Cat, dog, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> on fun day of a nerd. Cat dog. Cat dog. Yeah, the cat dog. Gandong, 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 gandong. Where are you, gandong? Oh my, oh my! No, You're I editing that out, by the way. <laughs> no, that's good. You know, like, um, mm. yeah, I think just doing you and not talking about things that are not you. Yeah. So that wraps up episode six. And thank you so much, Crystal, for joining us. It was such a fun time having you on the show. Thank you. I had so much fun. (laughs) I know. I hope we see each other again soon. We will. (laughs) So bye, guys. Thanks for listening. Thank you. You have to say bye, too. Thank you. Bye-bye. I appreciate it. Much love. Bye. (laughs) Hi, Mom and Dad. (laughs)